for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. Hello. Thinking back to when you were 18 or 25 or even 32, how did you think your life would be when you got to this point? When my husband and I were young and we were just getting started out in life, we lived in Southern California and we were living in dumpy, roach-infested apartments, sharing one car, we'd splurge by going out to a restaurant maybe a couple of times a year. But Mike had one of those great entry-level sales jobs at a global company. He was selling ATMs to banking institutions, and the job had a lot of potential. So we would sometimes take a drive or walk through these really upscale neighborhoods, and they'd have these lush gardener-tended landscapes and graceful red-tiled-roofed homes with BMWs in the driveway. And to us, that was just evidence that the good life was just a few years away for us. It all seemed not only possible, but inevitable that we would be there pretty soon too. And along with all the outward visible signs of success, I imagined all these less tangible things about life that would surely come along like a package deal in those sunny California mansions. Of course, there'd be success in our work and piles of money in the bank. We'd take amazing vacations. Our kids would always be confident and happy. They'd be top students. And we'd go jogging before work in the morning on the beach. And we'd have lovely dinner parties on the deck in the evening. And all the things, you get the idea. All the things that I thought made up a beautiful life. And even deeper and more unconscious was what I thought that all would feel like. That when that all came together, I would feel so peaceful and confident, powerful and wise, orderly, loving, joyful, and free. Pretty much 95% of the time, I left 5% open for those hard times that everybody talks about have to come your way. Well, thank goodness it didn't come that easy. Thank goodness it was a much longer journey with lots of plot twists. Thank goodness it all became an advanced training and finding out what's really important, what love and patience really are, where peace and happiness really come from. For example, I remember in those years, we were living again, as I said, in these small dumpy apartments. At the time, we came out of college with one baby and we added two more during these five years that we were living in Southern California. Mike was the only guy on his sales team that was married. All of his coworkers were single guys. And they were already making a lot of money and they were already buying very expensive homes that they lived in by themselves. And they were partying all the time and having all the fun. And I asked Mike once, don't you feel kind of jealous about the easy lifestyle that these guys have? And he just immediately said, no way. They go home to these big empty homes. I just want to come home to you and the kids. And he was just so sincere about it. I just appreciated that response from Mike so much. We've all gone through these things where we learned what's really important, haven't we, through our life and what our values are and what's worth our time. 
So when you were younger, what was your grown-up fantasy? What did it look like? How did you think you'd feel? I know for sure that it hasn't all worked out like you imagined because life doesn't show up in a gift box for anyone, not even for people with a view of the ocean out their window. Your vision of your ideal life has probably changed a lot and become much more mature and deeper. And what you realize is important and what you want is different than when you were younger. So it's a good time to get really clear on what you would love your life to look like. Sometimes we can actually get in kind of a midlife dip. So let's talk about when you're in a midlife slump and how to get clear on what you need for a five-star life. And are you really living the life that you want now? If you aren't as happy as you thought you'd be by now, why not? What needs to change? And do you believe it's really possible? It's okay if you're feeling a little bit lost, a little bit powerless, a little bit dispirited and ho-hum. You're actually in a very natural developmental stage. The transition from the early years of getting started in life and then those busy years of keeping everything going and taking care of everyone, then moving on into that space in your life where you have a little more time for yourself and what you want, kind of happens to everyone. So here's five symptoms that you might be in a midlife slump. First of all, you feel like something's missing. You're discontented with yourself and your life in some way. The second thing is you're wondering, now what? You're confused about what you want to do or have or be. The third thing is your motivation has faded away. Even for the things you say you want to do, you have a hard time getting motivated to get them done. The fourth thing is that other people's needs and moods boss you around, meaning that you've spent so much of your life taking care of other people that you haven't really learned to feel what you want to feel, say what you want to say, or do what you want to do. And the fifth one is that your spiritual light might be dim. You're kind of stalled out or having an unfulfilling spiritual experience in your life right now. Now, that doesn't mean everyone has all of those, but if you have some combination of those, then those are the things to address in your life. You waited so long for the kids to grow up so you could do these things you wanted to, and now you don't know what to do with yourself. What were those things again? That's pretty common. Well, I have good news. There's nothing wrong. This is just a wake-up call to take charge and move into your next stage of life. So when my kids were growing up, I remember reading this child development book. I read a lot of them back then, and I have no idea who wrote it anymore. But she explained that children don't develop in a nice, smooth, sloping line. They naturally go through phases of breaking up their old ways so they can learn new things and become a new kind of person and live at their next level. For example, to get from being a newborn who's totally helpless, independent, and needs a human to do everything for them, to a toddler who can feed themselves and play with toys and put on their own socks, they go through a rough patch that we call the terrible twos. It has to be that way. They have to throw tantrums and keep insisting, I do it, or we would keep treating them like helpless babies and they wouldn't learn to be independent. And those breaking up phases, breaking up with our old way of being and becoming a new creature, those are hard. Once I knew about this, I saw it happen in all my kids as they grew. And I've realized this keeps happening all through our life. 
We have these transition phases where the way we were living before breaks up and we need to learn some new things and become a new person. So if you're in a little bit of a life breakup stage right now, it's all good. It's evidence that you're ready to move on to the next version of you. And there's no reason to get too bogged down in how things aren't the way you thought they would be because now you get to decide how you want them to be. I promise you there's a cure for every one of those symptoms of a midlife slump. So what would it look like for you to live your five-star life? Some of the things that I've seen with clients and how I help them to live the life that they want right now, here's five main elements of a five-star life. First of all, you trust yourself to create a life you love. Sometimes as we've gone through life, we've created a lot of self-doubt that we will actually do what we want to do. There have been times when we failed on habits that we wanted to create or being as committed to projects that we wanted to finish. And we can lose a little bit of that trust in ourselves. So really being able to trust ourselves to create that life that we want is so key. Second is that you're clear on what you want to have, do, and be. If we don't have clear goals, there's no way we'll get there, right? And being able to not just write it down on a piece of paper, but to really envision it, feel it, and deeply desire to have that is really important to creating it. The third thing is that you've got motivation on demand. You know how you work and what will help you get motivated to take action on all those things you want to accomplish. Create those new habits and finish those projects and all the other things that you want to do. You'll know how to get yourself going. The fourth one is that you love and honor other people and yourself. By taking charge of what you need, you realize you're the CEO of your needs and moods and you move your needs to the top of the list. This can be a hard one because, as I mentioned, we've spent a lot of years often taking care of other people first, and there can be a lot of guilt that comes along with putting yourself first for a change. And the fifth one is that your spiritual light is bright. You have the kind of connection to a higher power, to God, to the whole purpose of life and why you're here, and that just lights up your whole life. If you had these five things in place, how different would your life be right now? Would you be as happy as you always thought you would be by now? There's this word that comes up, fulfilled. I hear it a lot as I'm talking to clients. They want to be fulfilled. I think that's such an interesting word. I can't decide if I like it or not. Actually, I haven't liked it up till now, but I'm giving it another chance. What does it mean when we're talking about feeling fulfilled in our life? I guess it means there's a deep satisfaction that what you're doing is meaningful and you're actually seeing results, that we're aligned with our unique mission, we're using our talents, we're growing and developing our full potential, and we feel like we're making a significant contribution and growing. And those are all great things, so I'm going to try on the word fulfilled for a while and see if I like it more. Businesses often go through a process of like refining what they're doing by going through this process of identifying what they want to stop, what they want to start, and what they want to continue. This can really work in our own lives too. So I like to start with continue, and that is seeing all the wonderful things that are already there and that you want to keep doing. 
And then the second step is to decide what you want to stop. That is letting go of anything that is limiting you. And the third one is to start some new things. We're going to add some new things in your life that you want, those things that you haven't enjoyed yet, and help you love the process of creating those things all along the way. So today I want to talk more about that continuing concept. Let's start with all the things that are good already in your life, all the things that you want to keep. What's on your keeper list? I want you to write it down sometime today. So some of the things that are on my keeper list are a husband who still loves me. I'm definitely keeping him on. And my growing up family that are just so dear and priceless to me. And then there are things that can be seen that I've brought into my life. Like what have you brought into your life that you love? Like my trusty 2006 Highlander hybrid, which I never want to die. And my home with a creek in my backyard. And then what do you have now inside you that you've gained through your experiences? Things that no one can ever take away now because you own them. They've become part of you. On that list, I put things like, I trust in myself that I can get through anything, even if it's messy. I know I'll come through and I'll still be me. And also on that list is faith that God lives and is eager to help me. And knowing how to get out of an emotional spin and feel better. There's habits like, I'm pretty good at consistent exercise and eating healthy, mostly plant-based food. And I like my morning routine with a devotional and planning my day. So those are all things that I want to keep. Part of the reason it's important to identify these things is because it can be tempting or it might just happen unconsciously that some of these things you want to keep get put off to the side when you're adding in new things because time gets short. But if I really do want to keep these habits and these things in my life, even when I'm adding in more things like more coaching and more time creating content, then this is why a keeper list is so important. So you can hang on to the things that you really value. You can keep them in mind and continue to make room for these things so you don't lose anything that you've gained. One of the awesome things about midlife is that we aren't starting from scratch. We have lots of things in place already, and we just need to refine a few things to really get to that life that we want. I'd love to hear what's on your keeper list. You can always email me. I want you to look at your keeper list and really give yourself some love and be proud of all those good things you have because of the decisions you made and the action you took. You could even put on some good music and go for a walk or settle into bed and envision your life so far, just like it was a movie, how transformational it's been, how much you've grown since you were 18. Your epic life deserves your attention and your appreciation, and this will help you be ready to move forward from a place of love and gratitude to light up with confidence in your identity and your purpose. To do this, you need to grow in your power to see with an eye of faith, to use your mind to envision what you want, and to choose belief. That's how we engage in spiritual creation and intentional vision, and it helps us be open to revelation when it's offered to help us. I promise you, you can be as happy in your life now as you're willing to be. Be open and take the steps you feel impressed to take to make that happen for yourself. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. 
I'm always here as a resource. So if having a personal coach is something you want to learn more about, you can get in touch with me. I'm always happy to chat about it because even in midlife, you can live with more joy, more peace, and more power than ever before. As a life coach, I teach people to see the possibilities open to them and know how to create the motivation and energy to make those goals and desires happen. I'm always happy to talk about what you want and how coaching can help you get it. You can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or set it up on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time.